you hear me? I hear you. Great. Welcome back to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture. This is Hannah. And we're episode 50. Oh, yeah. 50 in. That's pretty cool. It's a lot. We haven't been doing it that long either. Not even a year. Less than a year. Mm-hmm. 50 episodes. More than one a week. I know. Have you felt, you got any like reflections, any words about podcasts so far? I think now we're kind of, we're getting into our groove of it and we're figuring out how we want to do it. More of like conversational and not too much showy. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. In the beginning it was like, oh, we're doing a podcast. So we need to talk like we're doing a podcast. Like talk to the audience, which you can still do, but it has to be more you and I talking, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think that's also what we wanted in the first place of us just talking and kind of just documenting what is going on not so much doing it for someone else yeah like, you know and it's also like putting a microphone in your face is pretty hard well i think that too we've we've gotten used to it now that it's a lot more natural and comfortable for us before even i mean the same thing with my youtube it's like in the beginning you're kind of like stiff or you're kind of putting on a little bit of a show now that you're comfortable, it's more of like, you know, you're just doing it. Do you remember in the beginning, too, where we used to have to maybe write out, like, I think we had the podcast game flipped backwards. We used to think that you make topics and then only talk about those topics versus yeah. now we kind of just hit record and we kind of try to find the topics and see what comes out of it. And it's more yeah. natural and relaxed. Natural thoughts and talks. Mm, exactly. <laughs> well, da- I mean, I guess like I think now we ha- might have one or two topics that we feel like we want to touch on but i feel now because we're not oh that was like a weird burp no for who me or you no for me oh um because we're not nervous or pressured or any of that because we're just like we're doing it more for us it's it just flows more naturally and also the idea that you think you have to have it right on the first try yeah whereas it's like no fuck it i can just Reset, it or if i'm not really speaking well it's just like boo, 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 and then all right this is what my thought was yeah it's really cool to know that i think it helps editing it too mm-hmm. like once you grow as a somebody who edits a lot you just know like oh i can just reset it and clip this out and make it sound a certain way yeah and i don't have to get it all on the first take it's not live or anything like that mm-hmm. so that's cool yeah check these pictures out though with winnie my dad said dog park was good for a bit then radar showed up a bigger faster German short hair pointer. She was in heaven, tested the speed. Look at their ears. All floppy and running around. He's a good one, too. It was good. It was good. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is big. Yeah. He's like Kino size. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. You cute. see their ears, though? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a top five dog. What would you think your top three or top five dogs are? For no reason other than just like... I like them. You would own them, yeah. Um, I really like the big schnauzers. I re- like. I coming really... in at number one or at number five? Mm, maybe three. Okay. Like I really doesn't I... have to be in an order, I guess. Yeah, just... I don't want to do order. Yeah, I just, just do like my top five. I got you. Um, the big schnauzer is on there. I think now also before I used to kind of like smaller dogs. Now I like bigger dogs. So a big schnauzer. Uh, I like those a lot. Um, even though I talk a lot about shit, a lot of shit about Malinois, I like Malinois. Mm-hmm. Like they're also in my top five. 
Um, I like the big golden doodles. Really? The big ones. Oh, no, the burner doodles. I like the burner doodles because they're big usually. Mm-hmm. Um, Two more. Let's see. I like labs. I saw, we saw a cinnamon one at the park. Cinnamon? One of those cinnamon laps. Yeah, it's like a darker brown. Oh, it's like almost like a red. Yeah, a red one. There you go. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I rare. like the I like the brown laps more, I think. Chocolate? Yeah. You got one more. One more. Hmm. I like wiener dogs. Really? Yeah. I wiener like wiener dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. They don't really they're have, cool. I think other than their back, right? Like spinal if you wear them down too much, but they're pretty straightforward, right? There's they not live a lot forever. Of, yeah. They, they bark a lot and they might have a spine issue, but... You control those two things. Yeah. What about you? Uh, number one would be the Melanois. And then I would probably do those Beaucerons, like those long fur Dobermans. I think mm. they're called Beaucerons. They're pretty cool. I would do a GSP. I would do a Border Collie. Oh, yeah. Those are good. Those are awesome. And then whatever that hunting or no, no, the herding dog was. You remember that like kind of golden, it's like a St. Bernard, but oh, it's really big. big. One? Yeah, I forget what the name of it is. Gotcha. But I would get one of those. Like they're common farm dogs. Not the Great Pyrenees, but it's like a tan. It, yeah. Those are super dope. Mm-hmm. I see those like killing coyotes online and stuff. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the, um, I like the St. Bernard. I'd get one. What else do I like? Those little rope dogs, the ones with the dreadlocks. Oh, you like those? Those are pretty oh, cool. Oh, I don't like those at all. Yeah. <gasps> no. Are like they them. born like that? I don't know. They're called like what, sheepdogs or something? I don't know what they're called, but that's weird. Like, let, let me look it up right now. But yeah, they have dreadlocks. Because you look like homeless. Like, <laughs> that's why I like them. Because it's not like it's like good dreads. Like, they, they look chill. It's like flat dreads. They're um, really strange. It's called the, the Coma, Commodore. Let me see it. The Commodore. Yeah, looks like a mop. Yeah, put on put puppy. Puppy. To see what they look like when they're little puppies. Let's see. Because how do they have hair like that naturally? Puppy. Ooh, prices. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like kind of wiry. Interesting. Oh, that's a cute puppy. Yeah. That's weird. Pretty chill. Yeah. yeah, those are my top five puppies. You know what I was also thinking about on our walk hmm. yesterday or two days ago was... What are some things that you can't buy, no matter how much money you have? I could really only think of like four, maybe five. I was just kind of trying to come up with five things that you can't buy with money. I could only come up with four. I was thinking about like time. Yeah. You can't buy time. You can't buy relationships with people, like mm-hmm. romantically or just like authentic wise. relationships. Yep. Yeah. You can't really buy that. You can't buy health Mm-mm. for the most part. Like you have to work hard because well, that's the thing like let's say let's say oh well i buy medicine or i buy you're you're still not healthy though like yeah. i think health is like when you don't need you know and that's all those extra stuff something you can obtain without money like whether you're poor or rich yeah you can go run you know like right. you can get a workout and get cardio's free it's mm-hmm. not like oh i need equinox you can fucking bang it out on the sidewalk mm. um and then what was the fourth one what did I say so far? You said Relationship, time. health, time, and then I can't remember what the fourth one was, but can you think of any? Well, I mean, my number one thing is time. You mm-hmm. can't, you, I mean, you can't take back time. You can't fast forward time. You can't buy time. Um, oh, mindset. That's what it was. Because mm. I put that as a general umbrella for like 
positivity or your work ethic or like just being happy and enjoying your life, right? Right. So time, relationships, mindset, and your health. Can you come up with one more? Just because five is a nice number, but I guess is there really only four that I can think of? Like if we asked an old man or woman, would they come up with anything else? Like, you know what? made all this money, but I really wish I could have did this. And kindness is like part of your mindset. That's part of the mindset, yeah. So I guess there's just kind of I like think four there, pillars yeah. that I could come up with. And I was thinking about this I mean, for like 30 minutes. I'm sure we could, like if we just like thought long and hard for two days, we could probably think about one more. But I think those would probably be the number one, like the top four things that... Well, if anybody Money listening wants buy. to comment, that would definitely Can you help comment us. comment on Facebook uh-huh. or on Spotify? Yeah. Mm. It's like a Q&A session, I think. Or you can send it in. Anyways, hit Hannah up in her DMs and be like, hey, bitch, here's your fifth one, you know? By the way, I know you and I have already talked about this, but I want to bring it out to the world. What's up? I had my first fan experience. Oh, yeah. The other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at school and my sister was on campus because she was waiting for me and I was taking an exam and then, sorry, I'm going to scratch my chin a little bit. Itchy lip? Yeah. Herpes? Um, Ew. Okay. Um, And I finished my exam and then I was walking to where she was sitting at and I got there and um, she was just like getting her stuff ready to get up and this guy walked by, he was probably on his way to class or on his way home, whatever. He was like, um, do you have a YouTube? And he pointed at me and then he was like, or is it you? And pointed at Joe Swing because <laughs> he doesn't know, you know? And I was like, yeah, I do. Like, do you, like, have you seen it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, thanks or whatever, you know, I don't know what I said, but that's like funny. Um, and he was like, yeah, well, nice to meet you. And I was like, well, nice to meet you too. I feel like he's either a serial killer or like what was the vibe you got from him like really nice yeah okay he nice yeah i wonder if he's one of the guys that like comments like on my videos or there's been this one time where someone commented and was like i'm gonna like i just got my acceptance letter i'm gonna start next year um i can't wait to hang out with you and it was like a weird like emoji and i'm like you what was the emoji it was that um it was that it's kind of a it's is it like an orange color, I think, with the tongue out and it has, it's like sweaty oh, a little bit? Yeah, like that, a, that's a weird one. Yeah, it's not a standard. Like, no, you that's use not this. like a, oh, like, you know. It's not like the sideways, like, silly one. No. Hmm. But yeah, I was like, oh, all right, that's funny. <laughs> oh. oh. Maybe I'll have more experiences like that. I'm diving into this list of random shit that I was going to talk to you about on the podcast. How would you feel about starting an OnlyFans for charity? How would you feel about somebody who started an OnlyFans for charity? Um, no. <laughs> but it's for charity. No, there's other ways I can do it. I'm yeah. okay. I don't need to sell my body. But it wasn't, what if about you? What about somebody else? Like, this is how I do it. I spread my cheeks for I don't, charity. Well, I mean, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really, like, I'm so carefree with what other people do. I really don't care. Uh-huh. So if that's how you want to do it, go ahead and do it. But I, I wonder though, what charity would it be? Because I feel like it, it, it. I mean, it should kind of correlate. Like, oh, I'm spreading my ass, and this is for colon cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no. What do you think? You know what I mean? Like, what would you? Cervical cancer. Uh, yeah. 
Or like... I'm not going to be joking about it, but... Throat cancer, you know? No, that's fairly... Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, do whatever you got to do, but I would never in my life. That's like very strange. I feel like it's a little insensitive. Do you think that somebody out there is doing it though? Well, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Well, we'll need to update on that. Maybe we can dive deeper in some other time. Oh, with all the traveling, like my mom and dad just got back from Africa. I remember I was flying around too. I hate flying without you. Like, I just really? don't like traveling. Some people love it. Some people are like, oh, it's peaceful to fly alone. I get bored. Even the 30-minute flight, babe, I was just like, where's Hannah at? Like, I want to really? chit-chat. I just like when we go to the airport, even security. And also, I have a lot of airport anxiety, nothing related to fear of flying. Mm-hmm. I just, I think I have a fear of missing my flight. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, there's just this ominous pressure that's like, you got to go. You got to get to... Make sure you're on the Uber on time. Make sure you go from the Uber to the gate, right? Make sure you go from the gate to secure. Like, mm-hmm. just get on the plane. And, like, once I'm on the plane sitting there, I'm good. Yeah. I already know, but it's just not a good experience. So my solution to that is you got to make a lot of money so we fly private. And then the plane just leaves whenever we want it to leave. <laughs> and all my anxiety has gone away now. What well, do you, think you still that? need to make sure that you have a ride to the airport, do this and that. Yeah, but the obstacles are going to be less. I don't yeah. have to worry about how long is TSA or am I going to get stopped and is my bag going to get searched, right? And then they're going to take forever to search my bag and then I'm going to be late, right? I so. mean, even if they do search your bag, it's going to be a lot faster than yeah. if you just fly regular. I don't even know. Do they search your bag if you fly private? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I don't think you, you know... I get mean, to skip that just because you fly private. I let's Google it. I don't think you would because who else is at risk? Yourself? Like, are you gonna? All right, you blow your plane up. What did you? It's not like a Southwest where like. I mean, ooh. there's still the pilot. There's still the attendants. Let's see. There's still people, like people working on the plane. Do they search your bag if you fly private? I think Kino just farted. Do you smell that? Mm-mm. Well, it'll get wafted toward you. Oh, look at that. They're not required to go through the same screening procedures as commercial flights. So if you're flying on a private jet, you can rest assured that your bags will not be searched. You can travel with ease and enjoy the luxurious experience of flying privately. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like they're going to. So you trying to bring something crazy on there? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have anything crazy to bring. I guess not. You were thinking, you were like, yeah, mm, I was like what, what can I bring? What can I bring? But at the end of the day, it's still just like. It would probably just be stuff that I don't need. Like when I drive around in my truck and I just have random like tools, tools and umbrellas and fucking shoes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like extra stuff. Yeah. Oh, I just smell his fart. Yeah. No. I mean, it's even like, obviously I'm, I've been flying a lot. So I'm used to, like I kind of have it figured out like when to leave, how early you should be there, this and that. But for some reason... I still, I've seen this thing on TikTok where it's like, I still go to my gate first and then I'm like, okay, let's go eat now. Like mm-hmm. to make sure like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. I would say another thing is I've gotten snobby flying international with really? you because I went, well, I flew fucking spirit and that's a shit oh, show yeah. in itself. But just going through like uh, Tom Bradley. That's a good airport. It's fucking nice. There's people. It's like everybody from all around the world. Uh, Spirit, just fucking hillbillies. People who like don't fly. People who are acting a fool. Badass little kids that never go anywhere. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I was just like the oldest terminal in LAX too. I was at what? Terminal 
uh, five or six, which is like way down at the end. They give to fucking spirit. And yeah, it was just like the seats were gross. No chargers, no nothing. It was a wrap. So that's why I was like, mm, it's ugly over here. I want to go to Sweden or something like that. And yeah. just the airline too, like flying SAS is always a nice experience. It There's is. no issue. Fucking yeah. spirit. They're like, literally they said, we trust you on my thing. They were like, oh, we don't have enough time right now to uh, go like with the trash bags and pick everything up or some part of the service that they're supposed to do, but they didn't. Oh. Literally, the lady was on there like, well, we trust you guys. And then, oh my yeah, close the shit up. And I'm like, all right. That's, Whatever. yeah, that's not okay. No, I mean, I've I've never really had bad airplane experience because of the airplane or because of the service. Like, it's always been good. It's just when I get motion sick, but that's not obviously like because of the Airfall, airline or anything. Yeah. It's kind of like that's just how the plane my was body dropping is. like crazy too, like Spirit? a roller coaster. Yeah, oh, we no. had some turbulence where people were screaming, like it was a like a legit roller coaster drop. Were they were they dramatic they with dramatic. the screaming? It happened five times. Three of them were valid. I was oh. like, oh yeah, this one wasn't controllable, and then the last two were just people ah, like scared <laughs> of it. But no, the first one I was like. Really? I didn't scream or anything, but I was just like, damn, <laughs> this is a good one. And then the last one, he like hit it to the left and it was like, mm. but yeah, we flew over Vegas and I was like, that's my mom's house. Uh, where's the airport? Where are we going? And then we went over to like the fucking uh, lake, like flew kind of by Lake Las Vegas, which is, you know, on the other side of Vegas. Why? Turned around winds or maybe oh. the time to land stuff like it's spirit. They do whatever they want. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, it was just a shitty flying experience. I mean, even the the times where we flew, we flew separately, but we flew with Frontier. Yeah. Well, that's even worse than Spirit. Yeah. Well, your you flew like the day before, I think, and mm-hmm. a, one person got kicked off. Yeah. I flew the next day. Two people got kicked off before even taking off, and everyone was so loud. Like, I don't, if I don't know you, I don't feel like talking to you on the airplane. Like, let's just be quiet and chill. This lady, because it was it was a two two seat like rows, the ladies on the right side, they were talking with the lady that was sitting next to me, and I was Across in the aisle, the aisle, so she was sitting over here, and they were like talking, and then I was like kind of like in the middle. Did and they then know they, each other? I don't know. Or they were just talking. Like everyone uh, was talking on this airplane. Man. And then I was like just in the middle, like trying to mind my business. Like I don't want to talk to. Like I'm. It's a thirty minute flight. I don't have to talk to you. Like it's yeah. okay. But then, like, they kept asking me questions and, like, talking to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. That was at the height of COVID, too, when it was, what, $30 round trip to go from Vegas yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, it was so cheap. 40 but like, tops. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was strange. I was like, no, thank you. Oh, my next question was, when do you think the polls were, like, started becoming a common thing in strip clubs? Oh. That was another question. What year do you think? When did they put poles in strip clubs? 83. <laughs> 83? The 80s. I'm going to say 1930. When did they... That's an interesting question. ...put poles inside of strip clubs? Or no, I have a better theory. I think they used to be down in basements. Mm. So maybe they were using some sort of like a, you know, a foundation or like a pole that used to hold up the structure. And they were dancing on those. Hmm. Let's see. What triggers these thoughts in your head? Like, when do you think about shit like this? When I'm walking the dog or when I'm (laughs) driving or when I see somebody on some road rage. And then I'm like, oh, wow. Why do people get so angry when they drive cars? Or 
some like I see an accident and I just think about all the like possibilities of what could have led up to that my mind just kind of wanders you okay mm-hmm. is it hurting yeah a little bit of crampy cramps mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that yeah but at least I'm not pregnant <laughs> oh that video you sent me was funny <laughs> I'm not getting anything history of stripper poles <laughs> gotta get a little direct they're gonna find your phone and just be like what is this guy doing yeah what's going on what's going on oh pole dance competitions began in the united states with the deja vu chain of strip clubs in 1991 that's with, a competition with an event called the pole olympics oh. oh who's got a gold medal out there doom doom why do girls what is going on pole dancers more closely connected to their bot all right we get it Pole dancers so strong. Oh, we get that. Core muscles. Dizzy. Origin. Oh, apparently Chinese pole and Indian pole. Oh, so maybe we might be going way back here, babe. I don't Mm. know. History of pole dancing. Today's modern form of physical fitness, adult entertainment, Olympic sport. Oh, I'm excited for the Olympic sport of pole dancing, huh? Mm Mm-mm. But it doesn't say, like, when they start, because, I mean, did they start as just dancing? Okay, I got it. Traditional pole dancing originates from two specific traditions, Chinese pole and Indian pole. Chinese pole dates back to the 12th century. No, but that's different. Pole dancing is not the same as strip clubs. Pole dancing is a sport or, you know, like a... No, no, no. That that doesn't necessarily mean... Well, it's leading into strippers and ass cheeks getting spread. (sighs) So if you just let me finish, 12th century and then... Chinese circus performers would use a pole approximately nine meters high to perform aerobic tricks. The pole was coated with a rubber-like substance that allowed performers to adhere to the pole. The traditional Chinese pole was more rigid and featured static movements, movements such as the flag or moves in which the performer climbs the pole or slides down. In a fixed position, um, let's see here. Pole literally translates to wrestlers of the pole. So I guess that's what they're called. And then modern pole dancing combines modern dance moves from hip hop, ballet, jazz, and break dancing in addition to the traditional moves seen in Chinese pole and pole malika hamb. Yeah, okay. Today's poles are traditionally stainless steels and are affixed to a rotating axis. This allows a performer to rotate on the pole in a fixed position without having to lubricate the outside of the pole. See, you don't want to have to lubricate the outside of your pole, Hannah. Mm-mm. Aside from being found in adult entertainment clubs, pole dancing has quickly become one of the most popular exercise classes in the U.S. Boom. So what do we say now? 13th century. No, but... So 1250, all right? No, but like when did it... You know what I mean? Like when does the pole... Because I see here, this is, the, this is the history of strip clubs. Oh, all right. And it said, the image of strippers, as known today, evolved through the late 60s and 70s in the U.S. and international cultures that embraced Americanized striptease, introduced into popular culture by the genre-defining performances of Carol Dota. By the 1980s, the pole dancing and highly explicit imagery associated with today's performers was widely accepted. So in the 80s. I'm with that. That's kind of when it became like a thing and like, you know? Nice. Yeah, we'll Told go with you. that one. That's good. Well, I went way, way back. All right. I took a deep, deep dive. You went into the 12th century. Exactly. I was getting it on. Your great, 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 great grandmother <laughs> was on that pole swinging. 
Uh, they have all sorts of facts over here on Wikipedia. They're images too or what? Yeah, but kind of just like, oh, here's a gentleman's club in Helsinki, Finland. Oh, shout out to Helsinki. <laughs> We've we were, been there. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> here's one in Netherlands. That's funny. Optional. Yeah, they have a whole page right here. Where's man. the first strip club ever? Here's another one in Finland. Helsinki a bikini is bar, wild. A bikini bar at the Uteri Beach in Puri, Finland. Let's see. Where Weird. was the first strip club at? Okay. An infamous bar on the Broadway Strip, the historic... Condor Club broke sexual boundaries when it became known as the world's first topless bar in 1964. Hmm. The, what is this word? Lascivious customs of the old Barbary Coast are maintained here with naughty drink names, strip tees, lap and pole dancing, and nearly naked hostesses. Hmm. Huh. Well, that's fun. We talked about strippers for way longer apparently, than I thought we were going to. Apparently in 2005... The size of the global strip club industry was estimated to be $75 billion. In 2019, it was $8 billion. Mm. So it went down. In those 14 years, it went down like crazy. I wonder if, like, internet porn had anything to do with that. Probably, and everything else, you know. But yeah. that's crazy. Why did we talk so much about strip clubs? I don't know. I think your view of strippers is a little bit different than mine, though, because as a kid, like, in Vegas... It just wasn't. It was kind of something that's just like, oh, okay, that happens. And I think they are at the top of the talent pool. So they actually are talented, less than like greasy. What do you think? Yeah. Like it's not just your trailer park trash, you know, high school dropout from Ohio. It's actually girls that are kind of like trying to master I mean, their craft. Well, I mean, even just like walking around Vegas, even like the showgirls, not all, not all of them are like top tier at all. Mm -hmm. But you see like the majority of them are still like pretty girls um, compared to maybe like somewhere else where just anyone is a stripper. But I mean, I don't really have, I don't, I don't have like an opinion about strippers really. I'm just like, well, hmm. what about Sweden? Like what's a strip club scene like in Gothenburg where you grew up? I think it's a little taboo. Mm -hmm. I think I'm not too sure. I mean, I've never, I've never seen a strip club in Sweden. Yeah. so Like not even walked past one. Like I used to see strip clubs on a weekly basis just right. driving around town. So right. it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think I don't necessarily have like a negative or positive thing. I'm just like, I'm, I'm pretty unfamiliar with it. So I'm just like neutral. Like I don't have, I don't have anything to base it off of really, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. We should get your grandpa on here, add him into the conversation. Talk about the history of Swedish strip clubs. I don't think he knows. <laughs> I don't think he knows. He's been with my grandma since he was 15, so I don't think he knows. Let's see here. Um, oh, I was listening to Armchair Expert, and Dax Shepard said something really dope. He said, the only relationship you're guaranteed to have is the one with yourself, mm -hmm. and this is the one people neglect the most. Yeah. That's kind of a crazy thought, I huh? saw I saw a similar quote like that. Um like similar to what you know the message was basically the same of like you you only have at the end of the day you you will only have you mm -hmm. you know like take everything else away you oh i think it was 
like uh, you spend a lot of time in your own head, so make it a good place to be or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know what I'm kind of finding though is where is the line between being selfish and and then just kind of taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Like where's that line at? Because obviously, like you know how my family is. They're oh you're being so like they're very manipulative, just kind of like not the most traditional sense, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like. There's some things they do that are kind of fucked up and it'll be like, oh, maybe I'm trying to build myself right now. But it'll be like, oh, you're selfish, let's say, or examples like that where you've had relationships where people are trying to work an angle on you by calling you selfish. And it's kind of like my definition of what selfish is, is a little warped and I'm trying to kind of figure that out. What do you think? I think where the line is, is what is your intention behind, let's say, working on yourself or taking time for yourself? Because I think in a lot of times with you, let's say it's like, okay, well, right now I'm working very hard to build myself up so that in the future I can be stable and strong for others. There you go. You know what I mean? But people fail to, one, even ask those questions. And then I think people also automatically assume that, oh, well, you're you're doing this uh, because you're after this and that. No, not at all. Like it's... And I think people, I think that those comments come from people that don't take any time for themselves, usually. So they never fully get it. I think people that actually like understand the importance of taking time for yourself and figuring yourself out and not always having to be there for others 24-7 and being there for yourself a little bit. If they've experienced that, they will totally get it. But people that never have never done that and just like kind of refuse to accept that idea, mm-hmm. they are the ones that are going to give you shit for it. And it's like, take this idea is, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm starting this career. Let's say Thanksgiving comes around, right? I'm just working, trying to get after it, trying to get ahead, yeah. trying to make it happen. And let's say your family's like, oh, my God, you're skipping Thanksgiving. Uh, you're being selfish. Right. right. And it's like, well, no, my intent is that I can get a few years ahead so that I can pull back on the reins and then be able to do whatever the fuck I want, have a great, you know, have an even bigger turkey at the end of the year, just like a delayed gratification type of thing. And then the other thing I was thinking about was related to, um, like, selfish. um, I don't know. I forgot, but I'll come back with it. Let's see what I can think about. But, yeah, like, keeping your own head comfortable Mm -hmm. is a big thing. Yeah. Keeping positivity around you or just like doing what you love. Well, I think it's also important that you don't depend on others for your happiness too. Mm. Um, obviously, like hanging out with you makes me happy. But at the end of the day, I also have to make sure that I make myself happy. Because if you're not here, you know, maybe you, it's a simple thing as like you're at work. I can't depend on you for my happiness. One, for myself. Because that's going to be very destructive for me. But that's also putting a lot of pressure on you. Of Mm -hmm. I'm giving you the task to make me happy. And if you don't do that, that's on you. Yeah. Um, So I think, I mean, I'm, I think being comfortable in your own head, mind, body, in your own space. I love being alone. Yeah. Sometimes. Because I like myself. But I think if people don't like themselves, they don't, they can't be alone. They have to always be with someone else, doing something else, 
because they put their happiness in those other things. And I think that can become, obviously, you make me happy, Kino makes me happy, movies make me happy, clearly. But I think if you put all your happiness into that, you're going to be pretty miserable because that thing can get taken away so fast and now you're unhappy. What do you think about this? My happy place isn't alone. It's actually with Kino, Mm -hmm. like with the dog on the walks whenever we take like a good hour. I really am so happy. I'm not thinking about anything else. The way my brain works is I always kind of have to be holding on to something right? or else I just, you know, I have to be doing something. Like I have to have something on my mind or else it kind of just spirals and it gets weird. But by just being with Kino, knowing that there's like that kind of partnership between me and him that Mm -hmm. we're kind of like, we're walking through the city, we're going here. Okay. He's sniffing. Okay. I need a rest. Okay. I'll let him off leash, stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I mean, I'm not alone. I'm still with you know, the big guy, but what What do you think about that? Like, I like being alone, but I'd, I'd rather read a book, do something like that, clean. Mm-hmm. I like cleaning a lot. Um, well, I, well, and even, like, being alone doesn't mean just sit on the couch and stare into the wall. Mm-hmm. That's not fun for me either. But, like, you enjoy reading. So, like, that's still time with yourself. Um, it's not, like, some people need to be in crowds of people in order to feel happiness or feel something they can't just be alone with the book you can do that also too is there's uh this like nonverbal communication that happens with me and kino there's just like a flow that happens i don't yeah. really need words to get kino to help me with what i need help with mm-hmm. he kind of just does it is it sliding down that mic if you turn that bar it won't slide anymore yeah if you just raise it up It's this one, I think. Oh, okay. What are we talking about? Oh, like nonverbal communication. Also, when I work out, why is it that my mind is different when I work out by myself than when I work out with people? Mm-hmm. I think it might come from sports or just like leadership or what it what it does. But when I work out with myself, I'm doing me. Like right. everything is just a, there's a steady flow state that happens when I'm working out with you. There's this like nonverbal, I don't even know if it's a like a negotiation that happened that I'm going to hold you accountable with hopes that you hold me accountable. So therefore, I'm going to... Well, that makes sense. Like I think, and that's not bad. I think, I mean, that's how I am too. Let's say traveling or going to the grocery store, let's say. Going to the grocery store by myself, I'm only with me. I only have to think about me, what I'm doing, what I'm getting when I'm getting out of here. If I go with you, now there's two of us. And it's not that I'm responsible for you, but we're still a team going in there. So like I'm I'm responsible for you, you're responsible for me, we're responsible for each other. Like it becomes a different thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same when working out of you, you want it. If you're just alone, you don't have to worry about anyone else. You just do your own thing. You don't have to talk to anyone else. You don't have to ask anyone else anything. You just do it. But if it's you and me, it's like you can ask, how are you feeling? Or like, keep going. Or you don't have to say that when you're alone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I also think I wanted to finish out, though, with just a little bit of like uh, the truck issue. Oh. You, you, I mean, you ruined my truck, basically. I did not. First of all, it is like a 17-year-old truck. 
Okay. 16 year old. What's your 16 year old truck? What's your point? Um, shit happens. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, and the rain, it's been very rainy here in LA. I don't think this truck has seen a lot of rain in the past year or so. Um, it's been, it was sitting for two days or so, had not been started, had not been moved, no nothing. I was driving to work and I was driving as normal as I always do. I don't drive crazy. And it was raining. Couldn't see anything. But the check engine light came on. Okay. And I was like, oh, no. What's going on? And then it kind of shut off on me because the RPM went to zero. After how fast? Like instantly or what? Kind of instantly. Yeah, pretty instantly. And the RPM went down to zero, which that doesn't happen if you hit the gas and everything, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So pulled over and I turned the key because I thought it was going to explode or something. Turned the key, like turned it off. And when I tried to start it, it went do, 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 but it wouldn't start. It wasn't cranking over. And then you came and yeah. Yeah. So, and then you give me a call and every time you have my truck and you like head out, there's like a 10 minute window where I'm like kind of assuming a call that you're in an accident. Mm. At some point, I'm just always kind of how it is, is I'm just like, I'm assuming, even when we make a lot of money, babe, and you have a car, like, I'm assuming it's like, yeah, it's okay, we have insurance, like, it'll get, but I'm assuming that there's an accident kind of happening. I'm working on that. That's one of my kind of downfalls. But you call me, you're like, hey, something's going on with my truck. I was like, this is what I thought the phone call was going to be about. And then we go, and it's just like, really funny, wasn't cranking over, couldn't get anything, or I could get it started, and then... Within 60 seconds, it would just stall out on mm-hmm. me. So remember, I was able to like make the U-turn, try to get it at least home. We were like a mile away, less than a mile away from the house. It stalled out on me. So we ended up just like pushing it. This guy in that van got mm-hmm. out and like helped me was push Was he it. like behind you yeah, in the, he was in basically the turn stuck. or something? Yeah, or? he was trying to follow me and then I crapped out and he was like, do you need help? I was like, sure, appreciate it, man. We push it into like that red zone. Yeah. The ass of the truck was still sticking out. I ended up getting a $69 ticket. It happens. Like, at least they didn't you tell You couldn't it. really do anything else, though. Yeah, know? I was like, oh, well, it happens. And then we take it to the one mechanic. He thinks it's a sensor issue, puts a new sensor in it. And then as soon as I go to leave it in his parking lot, like, to leave, same thing happens. It just stalls out on me within a minute. And then he's like, hmm, that's weird. And then, like, tried to work on it, I guess, for the rest of the day. Calls me in the morning. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, come get the truck. I don't know, what you know, what the deal is. It's not a sensor. So I was like, all right, refund me. Like he luckily was able to like say, because I was if you don't do work on my truck, I'm not paying you. That's just kind of the way it is. I think you got a bad thing with the dealership of like this testing shit. That's not the way the auto industry is. I think that's how dealerships are. Yeah. But not not regular mechanics. Yeah, it's a scam. Like if they don't like definitively fix something on your car, you're not paying for oh, a damn labor thing. hours. Yeah. What? Yeah. Now that's a different thing. Like, yeah, but yeah, the beginning labor hours before doing the thing. Definitely, mm-hmm. if it's like they're installing something, if they're doing something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm putting in a transmission. Transmission costs this much plus the labor. I get it. Like that makes sense. But yeah, just testing and all this other stuff. That's bullshit. Like you need to do that and earn your pay. Mm. And and then I get it towed from you know Long Beach over to Hawthorne to the guy that we know, Vic. Shout out to Arts Auto too. If you're like in the LA area especially the South Bay and your car's fucking up, go to Arts Auto. Mm-hmm. Cool guy named Vic. Like he always makes you feel like it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, even if it's he's not, nice. 
he's at least authentic and that's what it is like when my like the impala when that broke down he was like yo this thing is fucked like and i'm like all right at least we know now it's not like at the dealership where they're like well the option is you can pay ten thousand (laughs) dollars to do this and that and you're like well i'm not doing that like they're very cars worth five (laughs) it's like a doctor right like they're always trying to be like oh well trying to sell you x-rays and this and that and like mris and then your bill's like four thousand dollars right i had a headache you know yeah and then we finally get it fixed or he calls me and then he's just like dude the truck is running like it was running when i pulled it off the tow truck pulled it up he set up his computer he's like there's no error code but the last guy said that there was like error code or it's reading something with the rpms and it was one of those things where we made the connection sitting on the couch that yeah you let it sit for like four or five days last year when this happened and then I let it happen again because I was driving my dad's truck because, you know, Lily was in town. We were cruising and the same thing happened. So the moral of the story and is. And I think, I don't know, it could be the weather because um, when we've been to Sweden, the car has been sitting for like a week or two and it's been fine. But mm-hmm. the weather's been good. I think when it sits and it's either cold or rainy or like mo- like moist and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I think that maybe messes with it a little bit. So, I don't know. So I would think the moral of the story, the way we operate is fired up every day, regardless of if we're going anywhere or not. And if it's raining, definitely be mindful of like, because we're right here on the beach and it's just, there's no like buildings or anything. It's just getting beat up by the weather. Mm-hmm. So maybe put it in the side street or something like that if it's yeah. raining. But it was kind of crazy. Like I didn't put a dime other than the ticket that I'm going to have to pay. And my fucking shit just like came back to life like so that. It's strange. kind of funny. And it's awesome having an older, simple truck like that. Cause whenever the guy was like, it's a computer issue, I'm like, shut up. It's a it's fucking not. 07 Ram, like base model. It's not gonna, yeah. there's not a lot of digitization going. I've cranked windows. Like they're not, <laughs> oh, oh. The radio is very simple. Yeah, exactly. No Bluetooth, no yeah. nothing. It's just, don't give me that bullshit, bro. Yeah. They always tell you that whenever, like, oh, it's a circuit issue. When they don't spark. know. Yeah, well, you need a technician. Like, shut up you'll be all right i mean with my car um or our car that one i get it It, like that one has a lot more yeah it's a newer 2013 yeah stuff so we had a whole bunch of bullshit going on with that one but allegedly it's working so you guys should if you sit in the back seat it works because they it was you were getting an engine fault on that for months and then they kind of figured out that it was the what was it the weight system or i think there something? was a combination of a lot of stuff going on because they did find stuff with the pcm that was weird so they changed that too but they i guess the weight control thing whatever is by the passenger seat so what happened was when we when i got out and the car was still going when i got out of the car um it like basically said engine fault service now and we were like this is so strange this happened like two times so then they took it in again. And this happened right when we were pulling out, out of the parking yeah. lot. And and then they the technician came up and he was like, was someone sitting in the passenger seat? And we were like, yeah. And he, he was like, well, uh, there could be a circuit. There's probably a circuit uh, short thing. I don't even know what the like language shortage. is. Yeah, like a short going yeah. on. Um, because that module or sensor is by the passenger seat. So then they took it again and they actually did find that there was a short circuit, short, short, whatever. Faulty wire or something. Yeah. Like something was weird, um, in that area. So they fixed that 
and uh yeah i mean we haven't tried sitting in the passenger seat yet so we don't know but it's just crazy how like both our cars were kind of down for commission for a little while yeah and it just makes you like you got to have a reliable vehicle i feel like that's the top of our list is you feel so naked in la if you don't have a car you really can't go anywhere it's kind of fucked and it's also like i um i i'm tired of car issues so like stuff happening again and again and again that's what's really bothering me like i I understand cars break down and, you know, stuff like that. And usually if you have a newer car, you have a warranty and you get a rental. Like, we'll, we'll make sure that we have that for the yeah, next one. I'm getting a Toyota and that bitch is going to have to fire up, like, every single time. Yeah. And Just, you'll have yeah. warranties. So if something happens, you get the rent, whatever. But it's the fact that it's been going on since June mm-hmm. of last year. And it's just, like... It's a headache. Thing after thing. And, oh, this doesn't work. Or we have it for a week and then it breaks down. And, like... I'm just so over car stuff that I, I mean, I don't trust this car right now anyways, but I, um, I don't know. We'll just see what happens with it. But as of right now, if you sit in the back seat, if you do Uber style, it works. Well, 16, 17 year old pickup truck out there. Still rolling. I guess fired so. up. It's a. It's that my uh, instincts gotta, are telling you me we're good. You gotta keep running it. Yeah, like you don't take a day off. Just nope. fucking keep going, going, going until it just blows up one day. Oh my god! On the highway, <gasps> and I'll be like, "This don't is a, this is a warrior's death right here. It's okay." Mm-mm. Well, love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. We'll catch you guys later. We sure will. Bye. Bye.